0: The stars at night are big and bright. <laughs> Deep, Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and palindrome shenanigans. Because it is February second of twenty twenty. O oh, two oh two 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 wait no oh two oh <laughs> two oh two oh two oh, oh two oh two yeah oh two oh two two oh two oh yep yes it's palindrome day it is uh it is also our uh one hundred and twelfth episode, which is not a palindrome, no. man, that would have been so hilarious if we were film if we were filming ha <laughs> recording episode one eleven on this day <sighs> so close or episode one twenty one we so, so close, yeah, that would have been good too, yep, we were close. Honestly, I have a little bit of a hard time coming into this podcast, because it feels like nothing has changed from our last podcast. (laughs) No. No. Nothing has changed since our last podcast. My little note in our doc is that the stars, same as they ever were. (laughs) It's very meet the old boss, same as the new boss. Or new Mm. boss, same as the old boss. I can't, can't accurately quote things today. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm tired. I'm tired. I've got. I'm gonna just admit that off the bat. I am very tired today. <laughs> yeah, I spent all of yesterday feeling queasy as fuck, thinking I was gonna vomit. So that's where we are today, with me, friends. Yeah. Also, part of I think this is the the reason is that we have very little to talk about stars-wise. It's just, like, there was an all-star break in the middle, too. Yeah, there was and, a week one. And they, that was the all-star break plus part of their bye week. So, like, they had an entire yeah. week off. But they're back at it. Um, they've won a couple of games. They probably should have lost. And per usual. Per usual. And, in fact, actually, um, I didn't get a chance to watch the New Jersey game yesterday. I re- saw that they had won an OT. Mm-hmm. and i would seen a stat and i don't i think it was before yesterday's game that the stars are 12-7 and 1 because people are keep quoting to us the win-loss record of Rick Bonus to prove that he's a good coach i wanted to double check what percentage of those wins were in overtime because the stars go to overtime a lot like i don't know if you've noticed this but they go to overtime a lot no i i have i have so, I went through and counted since January 10th, or January 10th, December 10th, when bonus took over, the Stars have gone to overtime six times. Five of those ended up being victories. So, of those 12 victories, five were in OT, or shootout. Jeez. The Stars are a bad team, guys. I don't know. They're not. I mean, bad is actually the wrong word. That's a little too dire for what they are. They're a mediocre team. They are a fucking average team who is getting the benefit of the stupid ass points structure that the NHL has. A win in three on three overtime should not count for the same number of points as a win in regular time. I think a win in the. I I am so for that ranked like the ranked points system or whatever? Like, an outright win is three three points, a win in OT, mm-hmm. or a shootout is two points, and then an overtime loss is one point? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be, I'm even more for, like, giving negative points for losses. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, if we're gonna go full chaos, let's go full fucking chaos, man. Like... Then you get like, and if you lose an overtime, or so. It, the way I envision, I just the way need I to, I have to see, see what, up. what, what if if the if the Red Wings, if we were doing that this year, what would the Red Wings point total be? I don't know how many overtime wins they have. Hang on, just a second. I need to figure this out. <laughs> you can't say this to me and then expect me to not look this up. Okay. No, that's why I'm saying. Like, it would make tanking have... even more spectacular. How many, how many negative points would you be getting for a loss? Okay, so the way I structured it, when I do... So this whole concept really just comes from, like, this is how I graphically represent wins and losses. Um, it's, I think it's uh, two points for a win, a regulation win, one point for a uh, overtime win, and half a point for a shootout win. So we can even do three, two, one. Just to make this lessons. is going to you- take so much more math than I can do off the fly. But so tell but me how much we right lost. Minus minus two for every loss. Like you can just go with that. Shit. Okay, hang on. I'm hanging. <laughs> We're looking at a point total of negative fifty for the Red Wings right now. <laughs> That's Steve Weizerman getting things done. (laughs) Wait, how many many points did you say for... How many points would be deducted for an overtime loss? Zero? An overtime loss would be negative one. Okay, so it's actually uh, negative 54. Because they have four (laughs) overtime losses. But then you would add the points for the few wins they do have, which would be plus two. Two No, I I did that. I did that. Oh! (laughs) Yeah, they have 12 wins total. Oh no. Oh, no. Out I of 53 games, it it, out of 53 games, they have won 12. So plus 24, they have 37 losses. So minus 74, oh, my it God. gets you at 50 with four OT losses. That's negative 54. So no, your girl already did the plus. <laughs> that's dire yeah that's, so, that's real dire yeah imagine being a red wings fan this season oh man i have my, my my hockey friend at work now is a red wings fan and every now and then he'll talk to me about <laughs> their red wings and i'm like look buddy i'm just i'm just so sorry <laughs> yeah you're going through you're going through some shit yeah. The, the, the difference, though, I think, is, like, being a Red Wings fan to being a Coach Stars fan right now is, like, everybody knows the Red Wings are bad. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, like, the coach knows, the GM knows. Like, this is planned. This is intentional, I assume, because it is Steve Eiserman at the helm, and Steve Eiserman is possibly one of the best GMs of the last decade. And possibly the best GM of the last decade. He He has some plan to come back out of this (laughs) you know they're going through hell for a reason whereas with the stars people keep saying they're good (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're looking at this overtime victory and granted you know kudos they actually put up a good show against tampa but then they took the foot off the gas and then Tampa was able to tie it because Tampa is also a very good team and that's why it went to overtime. Mm-hmm. And then they had to win it in overtime on a lucky shot. Right? Like, I, the difference is the level of delusion. Like, in no way, shape, or form do does anybody in the Red Wings front office think, we can handle it. Like, this is okay. If they do, it's like the dog in the room on fire. <laughs> yes. It's just, yes. This is fine. And I, think, and I think there's a resignation from the fan base as well. Like... The Red Wings fans I know all have kind of hated this the status for the last couple of years and are a little bit begrudging of the hell they have to go through right now to get that, cha- like, to change that. So, I don't know. I guess there's a, a, the question becomes, like, and maybe we should just put this out as a poll. Like, would you rather be a fan of the stars in their current an- incarnation who are going to the playoffs and probably going to go out in the first round or would you rather be a fan of a tanking team, not knowing what's coming up in the future, but knowing that the the badness you are seeing is deliberate? Well, okay, so me personally, I would rather be a fan of the Stars because, uh, uh, first of all, <laughs> Hope Springs Eternal, they've made it out of the first round before as a mediocre team. Um, and everybody's just one one win away. I don't know. I I I would, I would never I would never watch a lose like a, a deliberate losing season. Like if I were a Wings fan, there'd be no reason for me to turn a game on at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Stars, like even though they're a mediocre team, they have many moments of brilliance. I mean, they have just as many moments of what the fuck are you doing? That's at least exciting enough to keep you turning on the TV. Whereas, like, the fuck are you doing watching a Red Wings game? Yeah, yeah, so. I mean, there's no question I'd rather be a fan of the Stars than the Red I think, Wings at this point in time. I think I lean the same way. However, I think the, the thing that really does lend some optimism to the Red Wings situation is more so, like, hope springs eternal that way as well. Like, okay, we're going to get a first round pick. Like, we're going to get a first overall pick. We're going to get one of the best pe- players to play in the next couple of years. Like... That's what we're going for, and that's how we're going to build our core. And there are a lot. Are of teams they who though? Because come... isn't this the Seattle expansion draft? Um, I don't think they can this year anyway. I think that one's pretty much locked up by Ottawa. I might be wrong about that. So that's... anyway, like Micah has the thing. It like either way, it doesn't really matter what whether or not they tank as hard as possible. They're not going to get the first or the second overall pick, probably. Um, that they might. They,
1: I well, but Vegas if it's the Seattle the first overall draft. pick,
0: I thought that I thought Seattle got the first the first pick. No, 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 no. They get in the lottery. They get added to the lottery with a high high probability, uh, but it's not guaranteed. Vegas didn't get a bit guaranteed first round pick either. Or for not first round, first overall. Everybody gets a first round pick, right? Unless right, you right. traded it okay, Whatever. What year did they start? Vegas? God, yeah. I can't even remember. Was it 2018? Uh, yes, you are correct. Uh, Ottawa has a 19 percent chance of getting the first overall. Detroit has the 18 percent chance of getting the first overall currently, according to Hockey Viz. Did you find what you're looking for on Vegas? Yeah, so the, they basically have the uh, same odds of winning the lottery as a team that finishes with the third fewest points. I guess that's—I'm assuming that's how they're going to do it for the what you Seattle, Seattle. Uh, but yeah. Apparently, their first year was 2017-18. We were off by there. The we go. I cannot remember shit. <sighs> no, that's like, cool. I can't either. Obviously. I mean, I think I'm just—I'm old, Marin. I'm old. I'm older than you, so anything. I'm going to need you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> we can both be old, Maren. I know, and I feel old. and it only... I have straightened my leg out yesterday, and my knee popped. And can I tell you that I don't think I've ever been in that much pain before in my life? And that includes the time that I got a, a womb biopsy. Uh, so, like, it... my knee is fucked. Oh. I know. It was very vexing, and, like... I sat there, like, crying for as long as it throbbed, and I was just like, why is this my life? Why? Why do I have to deal with this? Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Well, speaking of other things we have to deal with, uh, came out last night that Blake Komal and Asa Lindell are also part of the New Stars leadership team, and they are wearing A's. Um... So much Como. consternation in the Stars fandom about this one. Yeah, Como and uh, Klingberg are wearing A's at away games and Lindell, and Sagan are wearing A's at, at home games, and I might have that backwards, but I'm pretty sure it got it right. Yeah, Sagan wasn't wearing one last night, and it was an away game, so... Okay. So Jen, friend of the podcast Jen, asks, Not sure when you're recording, but what the fuck, Lindell and Como for sometimes A's? The best thing that I ever remember about teams having so many A's is that time that the Edmonton Oilers decided that instead of naming a captain, they were going to name six alternates. That's right. And they named six fucking alternates. That rotated on a schedule that I cannot remember, nor do I care to. But, like, that was one of the funniest things that I remember ever happening with alternate captains. I, as a mid-season during a scoring slump change for Tyler Sagan and, like, anyway, whatever, it seems kind of weirdly timed for me. Mm-hmm. um. But it's not like it's never been done before where they have, like, home and away alternates. Didn't they have that a while back? Like...
1: They did. A couple years ago, yeah.
0: Yeah, they did. And, like, I don't really care about it. Like, it's fine, whatever. It's just, it seems like a weird timing for it. The part that bothers me, honestly, is Como getting an A. Yeah, like, yes. Except that he's exactly the kind of, like, good in the locker room, friendly, you know, workhorse kind of player that those old coaches fucking love. And that's why he's in second line minutes a lot of times. Yep, <sighs> but and, and that, bonus, it, as we know, is a fucking old coach. Yes, and I think I think that just kind of like I actually have a very little issue with Lindell getting an A. He's clearly not my favorite defenseman, but like he's gonna <laughs> be on the team for a long time. Yeah, he, he like he's good in the locker room too. Like everybody likes him. Like he definitely has. I think the ear of the coaching staff and that kind of thing, and could be a really good representative for the team. Like Lindell getting an A makes sense to me a little bit. Como getting an A is clearly because Bonus has a favorite. Yeah, yeah, and that bothers me. Yes, obviously it should bother everybody. So what the fuck? Like I don't. I mean I don't don't know. Yeah, I got shit too. Like, it's not like it was a, a well-communicated plan they just showed up <laughs> last night at the not communicated A's. at all. And then they tried to play no. it off like, oh, it doesn't matter to them, so we don't have to tell you about it. No, bitch, you gotta tell us about it. We already fired a coach this season. Like, come on. You cannot make these behind-the-back kind of, like, updates. Like, that's rude. We have How no faith you? in you anymore. Like, no, you fired a coach that was winning mid-season for an undisclosed incident, and then you're yep. all of a sudden, Sagan shows up without an A. Yeah. You've you've done nothing to earn my trust this season at all. Like, what the fuck are we supposed to think if you Sagan shows up without an A and you don't tell us about it? Yeah. It looks like he's been stripped of his A.
1: That's what they they showed us in New
0: Jersey, is that Sagan had been stripped of his A. That's the the what-the-fuckery. Yep. Absolutely. Ugh. Ugh. What I find happened? it funny that you're giving me this much emotion about it, because when I went to you last night, you were like, eh, it's probably just this thing where the drink went away. And you seemed so blasé about it. And I was like, whatever. Well, so you were saying that it's like it'd been taken away from him. And I was like, no, I because don't think it taken all away. That, and that's what you're saying you thought now. That's no, what they I'm showed saying like it, I had thought it'd been communicated. No. Well, I didn't know that. I was going back and forth and running around. I wasn't watching the game or paying attention to the tweets until after I woke up this morning. No, it was not communicated at all. But he just showed up that day with an A on. And Tyler Sagan did not have one. And Sean Shapiro didn't know fuck all about it either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's so funny to me is that in past years, Tom Hawley and the Stars PR team has won several, like, in-the-room awards kind of situation. Like, like other media have voted and who had the best, like, communications, and it has been the stars. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just kind of like, you can kiss your chances of that this goodbye this year. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> Fucking seriously, though. Well, <sighs> they're so vexing. The most exciting game last night clearly was not the stars for the obvious reasons, but also... Because there's some real shit going on with the current Battle of Alberta these days. Mm-hmm. So... I made some edits to our... I, I see them. Very, very helpful. Um, the, the, <laughs> My note was uh, Cassian to Chuck and the Battle of Alberta, parentheses, goalie fight, exclamation, parentheses, and Marin very helpfully had a... Added subheader, fuck Mike Smith. She did. Also, (laughs) she capitalized Battle and Alberta. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, no one sees our notes. I don't need to punctuate. (laughs) No, it's true. It's true. Grammar is out of the window. Yeah. I mean, if I were, if I were, it's Talbot, right? In Mm -hmm. Calgary? If I were, if I were Talbot and the rest of the Flames, I would also be that mad about losing to Mike Smith and the... Edmonton Oilers, so I probably would have fought him too. I would. I mean, honestly, I would fuck my fight next Mike, Mike Smith for anything. It's fine. Like, <laughs> fuck that guy. Like, takes the last cream filled donut. Fuck that guy. Yeah. What is the like the most minor thing you would throw down with Mike Smith over? Uh, he breathed at me. <laughs> I like, don't know. I would throw down with lots of people for lots of reasons, so... Yeah, but, like, what's the most... What's the smallest thing that you're like, honestly, I will beat your face? And I do want this, this to be Mike Smith-specific, because I don't think... I think your level of face beating is probably a lot lower with Mike Smith. Yeah, it is. I mean, honestly, at this point in time, if he was in front of me and made any mention about literally anything, having to do... <sighs> With anything, I would be like, that's it, Mike Smith, we're throwing down. Unless he was being super complimentary of the Dallas Stars. If he was being super complimentary of the Dallas Stars, and Jamie Venn in particular, I'd be like, okay, okay, you'll walk away with your face this time. But if he mentions anything about the fucking Arizona Coyotes, or, like, that time that they won against the Calgary Flames, 8-3. I don't even like the Flames, but I would still throw down with him for that. I just don't (laughs) like him. What if he said I want to say that the completely... like nine tenths of my ire about Mike Smith is this one time I was making fun of him because he's Mike fucking Smith right and these two Arizona fans then got on my case in like a multi like a multi tweet thing and then high fived each other like I followed both of them and they high fived each other over it like without tagging me and I was just kind of like okay, cool, we're not, we're not doing this. I (laughs) muted them both for, like, four or five years. Yeah. I only just now unmuted one of them because I was just like, no, we're not. So I feel like, like, I feel like nine-tenths of my Mike Smith-Ire is, like, getting back at this. (laughs) (laughs) People. (laughs) Let it not be said that I don't hold a grudge for, like, an unreasonable amount of time. Like, this is just me. Hello. Welcome to me. <laughs> I'm an asshole, and I know it, and I don't care. Like, come at me, bro. I, I, will, I will fight you, and I will continue fighting you until you've forgotten why we were fighting. <laughs> I will happily remind you of every origin story. Like, this is why we're fighting. I remember every moment. <laughs> anyway, fuck Mike Smith. <laughs> I just, I so I watched that video this morning, and honestly, like Cam Talbot, like went into the fight thinking, oh, it's just gonna be like a normal goalie fight, and like he was throwing some like body punches. Oh and, like, yeah, Mike Smith yeah, was like, no, I'm just gonna just... full on whale on your head because I'm I Mike know. Smith and I fight. I feel like I feel like Cam was trying to get at his head and couldn't, and so like he threw a couple body punches, and I was like, oh, okay, he's doing nothing but wearing like. You know, pads there. You're not doing anything. Yep. And then Mike Smith like wailed his head five times, and I was like, "Fuck, Mike Smith, man! <laughs> yep. How dare you hit that beautiful face? Mike Smith's face is nothing to write home about either. Cam Talbot is actually very cute. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that Jason Dickinson is skilled enough that he's not expected to fight. Because oh, can God, you just seriously? imagine what would happen? Well, this this is my entire problem with Jamie Ben not wearing a visor and also throwing down more often than any other star right now. He's always thrown down more often than any other star.
1: <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, we did have...
0: We had so, and then we also... Didn't we have what's-his-butt for, like, a hot minute? Oh, I can't remember his name. I'd have to go look. But there was this one fighter that we had on our team for, like, a hot second. Well... Like, half a season. Can't we, remember his name. He was also on the Oilers, but just cannot, for the life of me, remember his name. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I just think that Jamie Jamie Benn is one of those guys who has been basically the star's main hitter and the biggest, roughest player that we've had forever, even when we had Roussel. He was the guy... Yeah. Well, and Roussel Roussel wasn't really, like, a fighter, necessarily. He was a pest. Yeah. Like, Corey Perry doesn't fight people. He just annoys them to death. Right. Except when he's playing for the stars, and then he's just an asshole. And then he's just useless. Yeah. 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 <laughs> not like, not like pulling pranks. Literally just taking headshots. And like, cool, Corey Perry, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Remember the time that somebody told me that I'd like him when he started scoring goals for us? Yep, I do. Because I get that as well. <laughs> like, okay, when is that going to start? I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I am waiting. Well... Uh, <sighs> <laughs> There's a lot of people who are like, okay, well, we've got to make sure that Calgary gets into the playoffs so we can have a Calgary Edmonton playoff. And I'm, I'm still like, I get what you're going for here because this is exciting. And that was kind of a barn burner game. I mean, it was nine goals uh-huh. between the two of them, right? Some, I think six three. Uh, it was eight to three. Oh, the There's... final, the final score was eight to three. Oh, it was I six must... three when the fight happened. Yes, that's what I was looking at. Uh, yeah, it was 6-3 when the fight happened, and, they, and then Edmonton scored two more goals. Oh, God. I mean, probably because Cam Tam Talbot's, like, bell got rung. Yeah. Well, I think he, didn't one of them get ejected? Oh, I don't know. I, think, I can look I that up. I think they both got ejected, and there was backups after that. Um, I mean, I will, to that point, I will say the most fun I've ever had watching a playoff game that wasn't involving the Stars is the time that I watched uh the Senators and the and the Habs play. And there were like two hundred and thirty-two minutes of penalty time. <laughs> and like by the end of the game, Carolyn, I am not even joking. There were like five four or five people on each bench that had not been kicked out of the game. <laughs> like that was it. They were they were rolling Hockey like is- four four players deep. Hockey has such potential for chaos. Like, that is one of my favorite things about the sport as a rule. Like, it's so unpredictable and so, like, so many things can go wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Well, with that in mind, though, uh, just kind of taking a quick look at It looks like Mike Smith got kicked out. One of them got kicked out, for sure. I don't remember who. I thought it was Talbot, but could have been Smith. They were both given game misconducts. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calgary is currently in the first wild card spot, which means oh my they god, Sagania not... took a roughing penalty. Wow, yeah. <laughs> what a little babe! Sorry, keep going. Uh, which means that they would actually be playing. Looks like St. Louis at the moment. Um, so they have to basically climb back up over Vegas to get into the two-three Pacific Division. Spot which probably isn't happening well, it's actually pretty close they um Vegas has sixty one points in fifty four games and Calgary has sixty points in fifty three games so it could potentially oh. happen okay, um but we'll see it doesn't feel like Calgary's playing great, but who knows Vegas them who they who fired their coach for no good reason are uh four five and one in their last ten though. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Whereas Calgary is 6-3 and 1 in their last 10. So possible. Arizona is barely clinging to their wild card spot. They have 59 points. With Do you want to get You were looking at this earlier, but did you see who's right behind them? Uh, I did not. Chicago. Oh no. Is it oh, worth it? No. To wish for good things for Arizona so that Chicago does not make the playoffs. Yes, it is. (laughs) I just, like, I know there has to be a limit to your Arizona hate. And that limit is wishing good, like, stopping good things from happening to Chicago. Yes, absolutely. No question. In the East, uh, looks like our wild cards currently are the New York Islanders and the Carolina Hurricanes. You know what's also fucking funny is people coming at us with, like, well, the Islanders have the same kind of schedule, like, are doing the same thing defensively as Dallas, and look where they are. They're in the playoffs. And I'm like, yeah, but it's still bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Also, the Stars are also still in the playoffs. That doesn't actually make them a good team. Right? Like, there's plenty of not very good what's teams. What's your point, buddy? Like, Yeah. <laughs> I do not think your point means what you think it means. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And if just going again based on win loss records, the Islanders are four three and three in their last ten. It's not like this is this does isn't working for anybody. Nope. Anybody. Nope. Well, twinkle twinkle little stars, stars! how I wonder what you. Charts. Charts. Uh, today's weekly horoscopes are coming from zero eight zero zero dash horoscope dot com. <laughs> oh my god! What the fuck? How are you doing? <laughs> they. It's from your. It's your weekly uh, forecast by Rita Ann and Deborah Browning. Oh is it? It is. So Marin.
1: Who are so, we reading
0: about today? Carolyn. Um let's do When is Rick Bonus's birthday? Let's find out. January twenty fifth. He had just had it. Yes he did. Um, he's now sixty five years old. Sweet, so that makes him a Capricorn. Cool. No. Yes. Sorry. I was. <laughs> I looked at the weekly horoscope with January 27th through February 2nd, and I was like, that's wrong. I was like, not a Capricorn. I was like, that's a week, Carolyn. Google says he's an Aquarius. January 25th? Yeah. Oh, you are correct. You are correct. You are correct. Aquarius, like my sister. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Oh my god. Age of Aquarius. This headshot Aquarius. is so great. Aquarius. She's wearing a sparkly head like a sparkly like headband, like the one that wraps around your forehead. Let me I read you this already. real quick. Rita Ann is a very high profile astrologer. Fifth generation. Oh Rita Ann started studying at age four, charting at age nine amateur counseling at age 15 and went professional in her mid-twenties after college. She became 1-800, or sorry, 0800-Horoscope.com's very own resident astrologer in the year 2000. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god, this is a very long, very, very long weekly horoscope. Alright, which would you like to know about for bonus? Family, love, friendship, or career? career all right talk about going from one extreme to the other you can start your week in the crapper with one challenge after another and finish it on top of the world landing the biggest deal profit or power slot of your life getting the nod on loans financial backing big ticket sales and other types of heavy hitting deals is very likely near the am of the 29th all day on the 31st, and off-site the 1st, 2nd. Getting past the demands of the 27th and 28th can be done easily by double-checking, combing through details and small, bottom-line, hidden things, and by respecting everything that has the power to undo all you have done. Once past any pitfalls, there is likely to be no stopping you. Yes, that is what it means to be past the pitfall. I mean, like, really right on the nose. <laughs> there. So cool, I guess. Overview for Aquarius. State of mind. Supercharged. Buzzwords. The sky is the limit. Gross. <laughs> All right. Who is next? Okay. Yeah. I'm really sad I had you read that. Well, Joel. <laughs> I, I honestly miss the games that this dude played earlier in the season because I had never heard his name before until I just looked him up on the score sheet, but Joel Kiviranta mm-hmm. is a Finnish player who got his first NHL goal the other night, so we're doing him. His birthday's March 23rd, making him an Aries. I don't know if we've had an Aries on the team before. I don't think we have. I feel like this is the first time I've said that word out loud. That's extremely exciting. All right. What I do you want to know? I agree. Family, love, friendship, or career? I would like to know about friendship because he is joining the stars. Where friendship is magic. It is true. Some shifting around is indicated, and there may be a change at the top. In that current BFF slides down a bit, and a more recent one gets promoted to top dog. That would be Matthias Janmark. If you saw there his little like comments on his first goal. Instagram. That's beautiful, and I didn't. But I'm new go status look. is likely. <laughs> uh, new status is likely, especially in the form of pets. Some rams taking on lifelong responsibilities and will have their furry companions for ten to seventeen years for cats and dogs, and fifty to sixty for parrots. Holy shit! Yeah, parrots can live a really long time. <sighs> I know, but every time I hear it, it still surprises me. Uh, there is also a new connection likely in a career, and that status could serve as a powerful ally on the inside of a totally new or different industry where you feel lost. But your new buddy handholds you and walks you through it. it literally does say oh, handholds you. That's adorable. I love that. I'm a, yeah, I'm too. excited for Joel. That's a good one. Me too. Me too. That's a good one. Uh, um, Aries I, overview real quick. State of mind. Yes. Tolerating. Buzzwords. <laughs> cultivate the exotic. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> and just slightly creepy. Okay. <clears throat> For the last one, we're going to go with OT hero Jamie Ben. Cancer. Can answer. All right. Do you want to hear about family, love, friendship, or career? I absolutely want to know if he's going to be proposing to his girlfriend anytime in the near future. All right. Let's do love then. This is far from an ideal week and appears to hold better Uh-oh. results from, uh, from problem solving than promising potential. Long talks that clear the air, especially over money issues, loyalty situations, removal or lifting of long-term stress-filled situations, and quelling of clashes, especially any with Sagittarius, Capricorn, Cancer, Aquarius, Leo, and Aries personalities. That's literally everything. Yeah, wait a, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> I <even> <laughs> I need to find out a thing. Which one did you say? Sagittarius, Capricorn, Cancer, Aquarius, Leo, and Aries. Oh, fuck. He's fighting with Tyler Sagan. Oh, no! That's why his A got taken away. Oh, no! (laughs) Oh! This is just not a good week for singles, and you'd be better off doing nothing until the 31st when the worm turns... Big time. And then, I've never heard that phrase in my entire life. When the worm turns big time, and then there are lifelong, high-profile, success-filled potentials everywhere from the 31st to midnight the second. Yeah, that doesn't seem like it's an actual thing. It feels like somebody tried to make it a thing. It feels like it was supposed to be world, and it just got (laughs) autocorrected. Who autocorrects world the worm? I don't know. No, Don't no. come at me, IOS. Amazing. Do you want to talk about happy things? Sure, let's talk about happy things. Do you want to start? Sure, I'll start. <laughs> so, crap. I had one picked out. Uh, I guess one thing is that I um, have made plans to go visit my sister again and actually bought my ticket on Friday, Woo! Uh, which is, like, always... A mind-bogglingly crazy thing to do to spend that much money on a plane ticket. But, at the end of it, I get to hang out with my sister, and it's fine. And actually, it was so much cheaper than it was the last time I went over. Like, I found a, I found a ticket for under $700. Hey! Um, I know! Which, like, when you're trying to do a main airline, it's really pretty impressive. Uh, and it was only that much because I decided to choose my seat, so I didn't end up in a middle seat somewhere. Yeah. But, um... I am still pretty happy with it. It's, it's going to be fine. I don't know. Oh, okay. So I was, one of, one of the things that I wanted to do when I, when I heard about this in the fall is that I wanted to coincide going to see my sister again with going to PodCon in UK, mm-hmm. uh, which was held in Birmingham, which is outside of London, because my favorite, po- well, one of my favorite, I have so many favorite podcasts, but one of my favorite podcasts Beyond the F- or... King Falls Am, Mm -hmm. was going to be doing a Beyond the Falls live episode there. So they are going to be there. They are going to be doing panels and all that kind of stuff. And I wanted to go. But I couldn't because my my sister's in-laws were there at that time. They're there right now. So it was just one of those things where, like, the timing just did not work out. And I was really sad that the timing didn't work out. But my friend who did go got one of the guys in the show to to record a, a video saying hi to me. So she sent that to me via Twitter the other day and I got very emotional about it. Did you <laughs> cry? Really... Did you cry about it? I did. <laughs> I did cry about it. Um uh, speaking of crying, I also like you guys like if you guys are also listeners of our D and D podcast, uh whenever the episode that we air, that we've recorded last night airs, like fuck, I got really emotional about one thing I did in that game. <laughs> And I, I got teary eyed, and then like other people said, they were also teary eyed. So I think like at least three of the four of us were crying over how hard we played D and D. So like, yeah, that's coming. So, uh, one of my happy things is that I went to a party that my friend was having for her birthday last night, and I because we were recording D and D at like eight p.m. my time, I went for an hour. And then I ended up going back after the game, and I was, you know, I was telling everybody I had to go, and they were like, well, don't kill the party. I was like, okay, no promises. And then they got back to the party, and they were like, oh, did you kill everybody? And I was like, no, but I did make one of them cry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But But it wasn't because of me dying. It was because of, like, this super emotional thing I did. Yes. Ugh. and uh but no my real happy thing it's kind of a lame happy thing for most people um but obviously you guys know that i've gotten into gardening um and so i actually formally put a proposal to my hoa board and i'm going to be taking over the building's groundskeeping which is mostly just like pull the weeds and like trim the hedges but which is no big deal but the big thing is that i actually have plans to kind of transform the front of our building into kind of a japanese style garden and uh that proposal was accepted so i get a little break on my hoa fees which i can then use to purchase like gardening stuff which i would much rather wait, spend the money wait so on. are you going to be in charge of purchasing all that or do you get to draw from the hoa no i'll be purchasing all of it because frankly i'm going to keep some of it if i move <laughs> <laughs> oh okay fair enough <laughs> but like also you know i don't care like it's just one of those, like, I'm getting a break on the HOA for the, like, maintenance part, and, like, if I did nothing, they wouldn't care. Like, I'm being paid for oh, maintenance. Okay. But I want to do something, okay. so I'm going to do it, and, like, now it's basically not actually going to cost me anything. You know what I mean? mm mm-hmm. Plus, I was doing the maintenance anyway, <laughs> for the most part. Fair enough. But, yeah, it's been kind of one of those low-key weeks. Not great, but not... Yeah, this week felt like it lasted an entire year, it so did. I'm kind of curious how this next week is going to feel. Mine will be short, because um, I'm heading to CBJ Hawk, so that'll be really I'm fun. not going anywhere, and still working at this job that I'm trying to get out of. So, yeah, that's kind of where I am. <sighs> Life is hard. 2020 has not been kind to us so far. It is not. I was hoping for so much better. Me like, too. Hopefully November doesn't disappoint the shit out of me, is all I'm saying. Yep. Well, let's talk about reader questions. We have lots oh, of those. god. Yes. All right. Dizzy Lou asks, why does Nil hate the stars? Why does Bonus hate scoring goals? I don't think Nil hates the stars. That's just silly. I mean, it is a silly question, I guess. But uh, on purpose, I'm assuming. I think... As time goes on, I think that Nils' blind spots are just getting more evident, Mm -hmm. and the places in which he is not as good are just getting more evident, but, I mean, it's not that he's not good in other areas, you know, like, he's he's made some really good off-season acquisitions, he's also just not done other good stuff, you know what I mean, like... (laughs) Yes. And I don't know how much of that is him and how much of it is the, like, other front office. How much of it is, like, Galardi inv- involving mm-hmm. himself. I'm not sure. I don't think he hates it. I think it's just one of those things where it's, like, we're seeing the brown spots on on an otherwise good-looking apple, if that makes sense. I would have gone banana, but yes. Yes. Well, I didn't want to... I didn't... I thought about going banana, but, like, then I, I feel like I would have been... Sounded like I was talking about his dick, and that is not something I want to talk about with Jim Nil. I mean, this is our podcast, though. We have talked about a lot of dicks. No, It's true. Okay, fine, banana, whatever. (laughs) Um, Bonus hates scoring goals because he doesn't like high-event hockey. Correct. And he thinks that your shutdown defense is the only way to win a game, and boy, is he fucking wrong. I would also just like to throw out there for the nil thing, it's kind of one of those, like, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the precisely, villain. Precisely, precisely. Yes, absolutely. That like is when so Neil true. First came in, he was absolutely the conquering hero, and now, yes, yeah. It's, yeah I mean, when he brought Tyler Sagan in, oh, the best Fourth of July ever. Like in, for sure, since the first one. <laughs> <laughs> since the first one. Important call-out. But yeah. What? (laughs) Important (laughs) call-out. I'm just saying. I've got to remind myself what Fourth of July is actually about, and it's not just grilling. (laughs) (laughs) Every now and then I have to remind myself I do live in a country that has a past. (laughs) Court asks, this month is the third birthday of Jamie's sadness beard. Why does he still have it, and will he keep it until Geordi is returned to the stars? I think he looks good with the beard. I mean, I think he looks good with the beard, too, and honestly, like, I don't really feel like it's a sadness beard at this point anymore. No, it's Jamie like- Ben. if people will remember, has long wanted to be able to grow a beard, and his beard was so scraggly and sad that, like, the first time they made it to the playoffs, he couldn't even grow hair all over his face. It was a patchy mess. So I feel like he was actually just waiting until he could actually grow a beard, and now he can... And this is not going anywhere. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I, I like it personally. I really do too. Do I miss his face sometimes? Yes, but also I like it. So I've been watching a lot of Shit's Creek lace recently, and there's a character on the show called Mutt. And like when you first meet him, he's super hot. Oh my God! It, he looks so creepy! And he's super hot when you first meet him, and he's got this beard, very, very similar to Jamie's beard, actually. You know, nice, well maintained, mm-hmm. et cetera. And then, like, there's literally an episode where he shaves his beard and, like, it, you can't, rec- I literally did not recognize him. I, I viewer, looked up to see if it was him. actually the same guy. Because I was like, this does not this isn't right at all. And I can see why she broke up with him. Because I would have too. Exactly. <laughs> so and How dare you make these decisions without talking to me about it? I don't think Jordy is going to come back to the stars. Nope. Um uh, Especially since now he's in Vancouver, where his parents are, and his fiance is pregnant. <laughs> his pregnant fiance. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily think that like those decisions will factor into it so much as like Jordy is doing so much better away from Jamie. <laughs> yeah, there is definitely. Well, I mean, he's been scratched quite a bit on the Canucks, so like from a hockey perspective, he's he's at the end of his career. He is, he. but, like, I feel like he needed to get somewhere where he could play, where it was he wasn't always being accused of nepotism and all that kind of stuff. Like, 100%. he made a, yeah, so, I, I, no, he's at the end of his career, he's not coming back, it's fine. And he's <laughs> gonna be a dad! And he's gonna be a dad, and they're gonna get married, and he's gonna have another life, it'll be fine, he'll I mean, be fine, everything's fine. So cute. And at the end of the day, they're still gonna be brothers forever, so who cares uh. where he's playing? My god, and she just made me remember that fucking tattoo. (laughs) You are welcome. (laughs) Andrew, too cool for Cali LA asks What's faster than a back checking Guryanov? I think the only correct answer is Superman, who is also faster than a speeding bullet. Oh man. I'm trying to He's really fast. Uh, Tyler Sagan taking his shirt off so he can show off his abs. <laughs> Tyler Sagan taking his shirt off full stop. Like, he doesn't <laughs> need to have a reason. He's just taking his shirt off. Um, faster than Gariana. Um Jamie shutting down a reporter when he doesn't want to talk. <laughs> Corey Perry taking a headshot at the Winter Classic. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm aware. I was still getting food when it happened. <laughs> God, that was fucking ridiculous. Uh, yep. I'm so glad he wasn't in that game. It really improved no my kidding. experience for me. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen, asks, Number one, how do you think the news of Seattle's mascot will be broken? Accidental tweet from a jersey company? Leaked trademark paperwork? Gritty? Um, I thought it already had been leaked. No. There is a rumor. Was the Kraken thing? The the Kraken thing is still a rumor, unsubstantiated. Uh Um, The official Seattle account said, you know, when we have a name, we will tell you guys. If it's not the Kraken, I'm going to be really angry now. I don't think it's going to be the Kraken, and I don't know why I don't think that, but I think it's because Kraken is a good name, and NHL teens have a history of choosing bad names. I know. Can you think of all of the good things that the Vegas Golden Knights could have been instead of the Vegas Golden Knights? I can. I can think of <sighs> oh, that. Jesus. Um. The anyway, I think it's probably going to be um, leaked trademark paperwork. Uh. Did you? Speaking of trademark paperwork, though. Did you see that part of the reason they think so- Sockeyes is no longer in the running is because there's a series of romance novels that own the trademark to Sockeyes? I did, Sock Eyes? and I've read one of those. Oh my yes. god! I find that hilarious. Was it any good? No. No, I would I would have wrecked it if it had been good. <laughs> no it was not. No. I do think it would be a fantastic idea if they. Get their mascot ready and then have them fight gritty as like their announcement. Da-na, da-na. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be super good. Number two predictions for NWHL All Star Weekend. I I have not. I I have zero predictions. Zero. Um, honestly, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna watch it because I don't watch All Star weekends. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> Me neither. <them. laughs> I don't either. Number three, Blake Bolden is now a scout for the Kings. How cool is that? That's so fucking cool. I missed this news somehow. Um, Blake Bolden is one of my, like, original NWHL crushes. Like, she's such a good defender. Um, She was on that first Boston uh, team that um, took home the first title of the first season. Um, And she's just one of those defenders that, like, it was it's a fucking crime that she was never on the U.S. national team, like yeah, she's she was so good at her peak, and I wouldn't be surprised if there was a race component to her not being on the national team. Frankly, no. Um, yeah, if you guys have never heard of her before, she is black. Yeah, she was the first black player on the N.W.H.L. And um, but yeah, she's got a shot like a fucking rocket. And uh, the Kings could do a lot worse than having somebody who is as smart as she is on their staff. That's, that's awesome. That's really good. Oh, Yeah. The best shanty in all the land asks, Boring, boring. Why is this team so boring? Rick Bonus. Rick Bornus. Rick Bornus, who hates high event hockey and loves shutdown defense. That's why. Number two. Would you call the signings of Pavelski and Perry busts? I mean, I feel like you're a better person to answer that question with your salary band stuff, history, but like, I I don't know that I'd call Pavelski a bust because I don't think that the system that they're playing right now is doing him any favors. I would agree. I Perry was always going to be a bust. Perry fucking sucks. <laughs> Perry would be a bust even if he scored 30 goals. I know, mostly just because, but no, Perry, I, I would call Perry a bust. I, I would, I would say Perry the jury bust, is yeah. out on. I would say the jury is out on Pavelski because I don't think that this is, like, the way that we're playing right now is doing him any favors. I would agree with that. I think the big thing for me that's the difference between Pavelski and Perry is if you look at, like, you go to Hockey HockeyBiz and you look at the, the heat maps, um, Pavelski, like, on ice threat is plus 11, so 11% better than the mm-hmm. – um, NHL average and his defense is threat is minus five percent. So they are doing five percent better than the NHL average on defense with Pavelski on the ice. If you go to Perry, so even though Perry, he hasn't scored the goals that we wanted from him, he is at least doing something, right? Perry, mm-hmm. his on-ice threat is negative two on offense, so two percent <laughs> worse. And he does okay. have a slight edge in defense, so his threat is minus 6, so 6% better than the NHL average. Compared to Pavelski, which has that big swing on offense and a 5% better on average defense, I clearly Pavelski is helping in a manner, but Perry just is not. He, like, he's yeah. all defense, no offense. And considering that we brought him in possibly as, like, a low and, like... A low-paid goal scorer, not having any offense, is really, really rough. Yep. It's not good. Number three. What excuses do you think Tyler Sagan used to try and get out of the All-Star game? I mean, okay, so we could go funny with this answer. Or we could go serious with this answer. And serious is I don't think he tried. I mean, <laughs> if he tried, he just would have left. Like, he'd, they don't have to go. All they'd have to do is take a, like the game suspension afterwards. Like, he didn't have to go. Funny answers, but. like, so many. <laughs> I, my jersey's in the wash. <laughs> I need to wash my hair that night. Not that hair. I need to wash my hair. <laughs> uh, all, the the other hair. The wink, other wink. hair. <laughs> I've got a shave. That's true. Not, not there. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Number four. How is Han alive? Yes, this is the thing I wanted to get to. Okay, so the Han that they're talking about is Han from Fast and the Furious. If you haven't watched this franchise, then just turn this podcast off. That's not for you. Um, <laughs> just, just kidding. Please stay. We're not a Fast and Furious podcast. Yet. Han? Okay, so I what I'm guessing is that it's going to be some sort of, like, lookalike body double thing because... But also, didn't he die off screen? Yeah, he died off screen. Like, basically what happened in Fast and Furious 3 is, like, his car exploded yeah, so like I, I think it's either gonna be like he was never actually in the car, or it was a like somebody that looked like him kind of a thing.
1: Uh, I'm just have so we considered flipping this happy. New
0: Han is a clone? I oh, I would actually be fine with that too. What if it's a Star Wars? I don't know. That or... would is Gil-Gadot coming back though? That's what I need to know. I don't think so. That makes me a little sad. I mean, it makes me a little sad, too, because I would love like a full-on Fast Five reunion, but also, and I think we've talked about this a little bit, possibly, on this podcast, because we do love Fast and Furious. Uh, we sure do. Her character, Giselle, always felt like kind of like a hot girl replacement for Michelle Rodriguez, because she came in in um, Fast Four when Rodriguez was not with the the, the cast anymore. Right. And so, like, I feel like they didn't do a whole lot of character development for her other than she's kind of sassy and she's Yeah, hot. no, and I agree with that. That's fine. Yes, I agree with that. But I still like them together and I, did. I like her as a thing. So, like, I don't know. I still want her back. I'm a little. I'm a little, I, th- that preview was so all over the place with everything that by the time Han walked in, I was like, is this, like, wish fulfillment? What is going <laughs> on? Um, and then Jordana Brewster was in it, so I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. What's, what's going, what's happening? Oh my god. It was a lot of It was like fucking everything. I was almost expecting, like, raptors to come out. You know? like. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's a Jurassic Park crossover. Wait, wait. What if if Fast 10 is not them going to space, but instead they go back in time? Do they take their cars with them? Obviously. That is how they get back in time. Then, okay, then yes. Absolutely. Let's do it. (laughs) Can we go back to prehistoric times so there are dinosaurs? They are racing dinosaurs. (laughs) We are now racing dinosaurs. I would love it. I would watch it, obviously. It would be fine. Um, and the last question is: how, Which Fast and Furious is your favorite? And I need you to remind me of which number is my favorite because I never remember. Um, well, my favorite is Fast Five. That's the heist one with the bank, the Brazilian okay. bank. Okay, so it's either Fast Five or Fast or the or the seventh one. And the seventh one because it gives me all of the feelings, and I cry a lot when I watch it, so it's very cathartic. But Five was also was also really good. Yeah, I think for me. And I, we put this on Twitter, so you can go fact check us, but for me, my rank goes 517. Those are definitely the best. And then Mm -hmm. it gets kind of dodgy from there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, I feel like mine's Mm 571 or 751. Either way, those three are definitely tops. Yeah, and we can all agree that Tokyo Drift is the worst. Which is so weird that, like, I talked about... So I watched the the preview for the ninth one while I was still at work, because that's when I... That's when you added me with it. Mm -hmm. And so I got, like, so excited about it that I got a little teary-eyed. Like, that's the level of excitement I have for this. And um, I had then had to explain to everyone at work why there was high-pitched squealing coming from my desk and tears. And when I mentioned that it was because of Fast and Furious 9, the only 2 coworkers that have actually seen a Fast and Furious movie were like, oh, I liked Tokyo Drift. And it was one of those things where I was like, there was never a more clear, like, you don't belong here moment than that <laughs> moment right there. <laughs> like, this is not your place. These are not your people. Move on with your life. It's that moment that is when i knew i had to quit (laughs) that is that i mean like i kind of knew before then but like that just really like yep that drove it home i'm leaving (laughs) so yeah i was just like i'm sorry fucking what (laughs) i mean honestly the clearer moment was probably like two years before that when somebody told me that jurassic world was the best jurassic park movie god how do they find these people I don't, okay, and it's even worse than that, Carolyn, because her sole reasoning is that Jurassic World is the only Jurassic Park movie that has Chris Pratt in it. Oh, no! Yeah, that's why she likes Jurassic World the best, is because Chris Pratt, and I was like, this was before, how long ago was that? That was before the the election, so maybe she didn't know what an asshole Chris Pratt was, but like... I hope, I don't think her opinion has changed about it. Oh my god. That's awful. I know. Let's stop talking about this. Katie Martin asks. Yeah. If the stars were ice cream flavors, what would they be? Frozen yogurt and sorbet totally count as options. For instance, I believe John Klingberg is orange sorbet. I believe, I agree with him being a sorbet. I don't know if he's orange. I feel raspberry. I'm feeling raspberry. That's exactly what I was going to say! Like, literally exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say raspberry. Would that make Lindell like an orange or a lemon? I feel like that makes Lindell a lemon. I I like that. Yeah. I like that. Lemon and raspberry, two great flavors that taste great together. So good together. God, I want sorbet right now. Blake Como is Rocky Road. (laughs) So true. And feel free to chime in on this. I'm not, I'm not. Jamie Ben is fish food. Is what? Fish food. Oh, I was going to go somewhere very similar for Jamie Ben. What were you going to do? The uh, sea salt caramel truffle. Yeah. I solely did similar. fish food because of his fish. Um, but I guess it's a, it's a very similar flavor. Now I'm only thinking of Ben and Jerry's flavor, like, names. Who would be half baked? <laughs> would that also be Jamie Ben? No, he'd be Chunky Monkey. <laughs> oh my god! So true. Oh god, I'm feeling mint chocolate chip for Radulov, and I don't really know why. It's kind of a polarizing I mean, flavor. I can, I can, I can feel that. The one I'm having a really hard time with. Tyler Sagan, butter pecan. Oh, okay. Okay. I okay. don't know. Okay, it's, okay. It's kind of a sexy flavor. If that's your thing, sure. <laughs> we all know my proclivity is go to butter, okay? That's <laughs> true. Uh that's very true. Uh I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that Corey Perry is vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. Lame. Yes. I'm gonna say Guryanov is uh bubblegum. Yes. Seems a baby, and also that is a very bright flavor. I'm looking at all of these different ice cream flavors now, and I really just want some ice cream. I do, too. Oh, here's an easy one. Pavelski, Americone Dream. Yes! I love it. Would high skin and be millennial crunch. Yes, absolutely. Obviously. Done. Done and done. Done and dusted. And that's all we have for you today. As always, you can find us on social media. I'm at Classlicity. I'm at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at DepartHockey. And if you want to email us with questions, comments, or other ice cream flavors that we so clearly missed, you can email us at DepartHockey at gmail.com. You can also find our official official, official blog at DepartHockey.wordpress.com. Bye. Bye. I was gonna Who would be the cookie two-step? Who would be the cookie two-step? Pollock. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye for reals. All right. Bye for reals.